Hello and welcome to the Wealth Reliance Podcast. My name is Dave Deal. This is the podcast for the side cash hustler. If you want insights, real life experience from people just like you on how they started creating side income, you are in the right place. Documented experiences of people creating a few hundred dollars to extra tens of thousands of dollars a month. Make sure to subscribe and review. This means more than you know. Also, feel free to check us out at selfreliantwealth.com. Before we jump into the episode, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. Welcome back to the Wealth Reliance Podcast. Without further ado, let's hop right back into the episode with Megan Christensen, COO of Credit Suite. Yes. Yeah. And I don't know where that comes from, right? It's it's always, it's something I'm very curious about. It's, you know, where does that drive come from? Where, you know, and I feel like it can be very isolating. You know, it can be very isolating to have these great ideas and to think that most rules don't apply to you. And, you know, it can be very isolating when you're at the 16th hour of work and people are going, that's not rational. What are you doing? But you believe in what you're doing so much that you just can't stop. You know, you need to see it through. It can be very isolating. And so there is this courage that has to come into play. And I, you know, I don't know. I think it's somewhat learned. I think it's somewhat you're born with it. And you just have to dig really deep. And, and I think it's that moment where you step back and you go, where do I want to go? Who do I want to be? And then you go there and you don't worry about, you put the little stuff where it belongs. And um, yeah, I, I don't know where that comes from, but it sure is a ton of fun. That's the thing. I love learning and it's a blast and it's nonstop. And it's, I will just say when I get to work with my team and we solve a problem, it's so rewarding. It, it's just a lot of fun. But you know what? I will tell you, just like climbing a huge mountain, it's always about three quarters of the way where there's a gut check. You know, can I really do this? Um, it, it's that isolating moment where you're, you're going, man, this feels super crazy. And the people around me are, are kind of echoing that feeling. And this is really, really hard. And am I good enough? Can I do this? Do I have enough strength? Am I in la la land? Do, you know, and, and it's usually right about that two thirds, three quarters of the way to the top of the mountain. And I think that's where many give up. And I, as I continue to do this and run a business, I notice over and over again, it's that spot where you really have to dig deep and go, where am I going? And I'm going to get to the top of that mountain no matter what it takes. So kind of interesting. Do you think that ever stops or do you think that's part of the journey and part of the process? Do you mean, do you Just climb like the that gut mountain check. and you're yeah, done? Climbing that mountain every single day or does it stop and you're like, yeah, I hit the top. Um, so yeah, that pause, you know, and you're not supposed to say, um, when you're talking in public, but no, that's you say, good. Um, all you want. Uh, golly. I don't think I have honestly ever stopped and said, I did it. That feeling that honest, that's honest. I don't think 
that has ever hit me because there's always so much more I can learn. There's always so much more I can do. And it's so funny once you crest a mountain, you're like, holy moly, if I can do that, I think I can do that one too. And it's, it's empowering, I guess, in that way. It is empowering where you're like, I got to this point and I think I can go do that, that peak too. But I don't think I ever feel done uh, or that I have a celebration period. And I don't know if that's a positive or negative. I do try and take a time out from time to time and, and reflect on what I'm grateful for. And I feel like those are times where I can celebrate, where it's not so much a personal achievement, but it's a, I'm just grateful for amazing team members, you know, or uh, the individuals that were with me along that way, or I'm grateful for the ability, you know, I have to learn and for all the resources I have. So I think gratitude is a big part of being able to continually do that and, and stomach that filling time and time again. Yeah, it really is important celebrating those small wins because I feel like that's what keeps you going. And I love, you know, the fact that you just said, like, when you hit the top, like there really is never a top, right? There's not a destination. When you, you know, I think about when, you know, I go touring or something, I, I hiked at the top, but the run is on the way down. Like the hike is cool and the top is cool, but the reward is that journey going back down because you're like, Hey, I accomplished that big peak. Now that was a sick run. What's the next one? Like, what is the next line that I'm going to take? How can I change it up? There's always a different way to look at it, a different perspective, a different lens. And I feel like that's what progresses, you know, just human nature, but also what can grow a company, what can grow an individual, what can grow a family, a relationship, you know, everything. So a follow-up question to that, you know, I, I hear a lot and I, I'm sure you do too, but when is enough enough, right? This, this whole concept of, is it the end? Is it enough? What's your thought to that? Ooh, you know, that's probably a lesson I'm still learning, but I guess the thing is, is I'm not in this to reach a certain point and be done. I think what I love the most is this life experience all combined. I really do truly enjoy climbing those mountains, both in real life and figuratively. And I have, and I think I continue to learn that as I go through these experiences you know, I see these hardships come and I see these speed bumps come along and some are a lot bigger than others. And, and the more this happens, the more I'm realizing and I see that this is a pattern and that I'll likely get over them and, and I just need to work through it and maybe even finding some joy in that progress, right? And just sitting back and not losing my head and staying focused and realizing this is just part of it. We'll get through it. In fact, I just had that conversation 10 minutes ago at my conference room on the other side of this desk with a team member that's fairly new. You know, she's a little younger and she gets to shadow and work with me quite a bit. And there were some urgent issues that came up and she said, I almost vomited. I was so nervous. And I, and I had to tell her, this is one of hundreds. 
And at some point, I feel like as you go through those experiences, you learn to take them for what they are, put them in their real place and realize you, and have confidence in yourself that you can get through it and to find the joy even within trying to make your way over those speed bumps. So I love there it. you go. I think a flip side of that too, we were talking about ownership earlier, right? And I think when you have that mindset, you're giving yourself the ownership you deserve, right? And I think a lot of times we don't give ourselves the ownership because, you know, we tell us, tell ourselves these stories of things that just are not real and that don't make sense. And at the end of the day, if we just give ourselves the same ownership that we're trying to give our team to create that culture, that's when you start to realize that you're right. I mean, you put stuff in the place, you, you show up for what it is, the true light that it's in versus creating this mental image or story that's not real. And that can be game changing from a personal level. I mean, there's so much growth that happens personally to be able to build and scale a company because so many people, if they don't grow with the company, they hit a point of burnout and the whole thing comes crashing down. And so you almost have to, you have to give yourself the the, the leg room and the ability to develop along with it so that that doesn't happen. Have you been able to see that in your progress and your growth? Yeah. Sometimes I'm better at uh, taking time for myself than others. And in all reality, there's days I have to really dig in, put in the hard work and I'm exhausted the next day, but I, it's kind of, in some way I enjoy that, you know, uh, looking back at a hard day's work is very rewarding, but you know, it's interesting. I feel like all amazing things are achieved in small steps. Um, I recently posted something on LinkedIn that kind of silly and I apparently say it a lot, but somebody in my team put this up on our message board and they said, <laughs> and basically I say, you know, don't try and eat the whole chimichanga in one bite. <laughs> <laughs> it's overwhelming and disgusting and it doesn't end well, you know, and it's, everything is really achieved a bite or a step at a time. And I think when we put that in perspective, it, it makes it a lot easier. So it's not the grandiose moments. It's the, you just keep walking. So there you go. I love it. All right. What would you say has been one of the biggest hurdles or obstacles you've had to overcome, whether it be personally in the business, I mean, just in life in general, what's been one of the biggest hurdles you've had to overcome and what did you learn from that? I have so many of my favorites, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> um, life is a blast and it's super hard at times. But if I could pick one that was probably the hardest for me, uh, it was I got really sick for a period of time in my life. So I was literally down, bedridden almost, um, wheelchair was how I got around. And that was almost two years, two plus years of my life. And the, I was, I had just had my son. And I was running a business through the recession and people needed me to run this business extremely well, or they could, you know, lose their livelihood. There was a lot on the line at the time and holy moly, talk about gut check, right? Where I'm barely able to get up in the morning, let alone take care of a newborn and then run a business full time. And there were so many days that the thought hit me, 
maybe today is the day that I literally can't, right? So in my life, I rarely have that thought. I don't know. I think that's a good thing, right? And or bad thing. It depends on if you're like trying to jump a double or not, but it there's, you know, and I thought I may have finally hit that point where I have to actually say that word out loud. Like I can't, I can't do this. Um, and where do I let all those balls drop? And I would say it was like that almost every day for about a year, it was a major gut check. And that's where I really had to learn the meaning for me of just a step at a time. And for, at that point, it was literally a shimmy, you know, just, just keep going. It's like when you do a triathlon and you see that last person and come in, that's usually my favorite person to watch because they have given it their all and they didn't give up. And so for me, that was where I was the very last person coming in. And man, it was not easy at all. And, but somehow I got through that. And to be honest, a lot of the lessons I learned at that time are the lessons that I heavily rely on now at this point. And I'm sure there's a lot more lessons for me to learn, but that's where I really learned to step back and look at what's most important and put it in its place, and put everything else where it needs to go. And I remember, you know, sitting there in the hospital, thinking to myself, who am I? I couldn't speak, you know, that week, I couldn't even talk, right? You know, I'm completely uh, not functioning, and just very sick. And um, they're not quite sure, you know, life expectancy was getting thrown around. I mean, it was pretty intense. And I remember thinking to myself, who am I if I'm not able to work and to achieve? I was a triathlete before that. Who am I without those things? And it was a big learning moment when I realized that I am not any of those things. Those achievements do not define me. What I do, you know, all my fun hobbies, those don't define me. Who I am is how kind I am to others and how much I inspire other people and how much I am there for others. And, and that was, that was really important and pivotal for me. So many other things I learned at that time, but it was a good learning opportunity. That was the hardest hill I think I've ever had the crest ever, but it's nice to be back and be active again. Absolutely. I, I can relate to that. I, you know, had an experience of my own where it was hospital and broken back and arm. We've talked about that, but, um, Mm -hmm. how do you think that's helped you develop into who you are today? How have you become a different person because of that experience? Yeah. Uh, let's think about that. How have I become different? I think generally I can find the humor in more things. So uh, I have found that being happy is is really truly a choice. You can really have fun doing just about anything. But so I think that stuck with me. Um, what else? I think that it really placed my focus where it needed to be, which is that I am not these things that I do necessarily. I'm not. I'm not a triathlete. I, I mean, I was at the time, but that doesn't define my self-worth. 
and I'm not so much a business owner. That doesn't that doesn't even define my self-worth. What truly defines my self-worth is is the impact I can have for others. And and so I think even when I fail, you know, I goof sometimes. Maybe I say something funny in a meeting or um a software code piece of line of code I wrote doesn't work. And eh, that's all right because I'm still okay. I'm still me. And and that's been a nice thing to learn through that experience that I can rely on nowadays. So no, that's huge. I mean, when you start to develop that kind of a relationship with yourself personally, I mean, that, that changes the dynamic and, you know, really how you portray yourself in the world. Right. And you do, you show up and you have this different lens where you look at life in a true aspect of, look, we're here to be able to help lift each other. We're, we're running this same crazy race together. We may have different hurdles and obstacles, but at the end of the day, you know, turn around and help the person right next to you or behind you, because that's what matters most. No matter how crazy or goofy or whatever we all are, we all have our same goofy qualities and characteristics. And the more that we can help each other get what we want and get to where we want to go, the greater reward of life that we really can have. And we can have that whole, you know, live life in the moment and enjoy the journey type of mindset because it just becomes a reality just by default. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It puts everything in place. So let's jump into nuts and bolts here of credit suite. I mean, we talked about how that all started. So let's go back here. Now you said, okay, I'm getting, I'm transitioning out of this whole bank job thing and I'm going into creating a company that can help business owners with financing. Mm-hmm. What, uh, what did that process look like? I mean, that's not an easy feat no. to undertake. No. And still to this day, when I work with other companies, they're like, what industry are you in? And I explain it and they go, so you do personal credit repair. I'm like, no, did you not hear a word I said? <laughs> but it's funny because there, there aren't a lot of companies doing that, which honestly was the appeal also. It's so much fun. So, uh, yeah, so what did that look like? It looked like packing up my office plant into my car and sobbing <laughs> all the way home <laughs> because I thought, have I totally lost it? And how do I tell my, my family and friends? But beyond that, I loved it. And what it means is, you know, I, it first started as a consulting company where I took all that learning and that information that I learned as a banker, like I said, I'm very determined, annoying. You could, you could throw away around some other words, but um, (laughs) it's as I, as a banker, I asked a ton of questions. I wanted to understand why we were declining every single customer. And I wanted to understand those algorithms. And, and I felt like as I left, I had a really good understanding of how that all operated and so I took that knowledge and those tools that I, I gained and I, I wanted to bring those to business owners. So I, it basically was looking at why do most business owners get declined? Let's fix all that. Let's make sure you're, you're ready to go for financing and that you don't make those silly mistakes that lead to those common declines. Things like, you know, a secretary of state record. Simply your business address, not matching the address you put on your application could mean a decline. And it's so silly, right? 
or it could mean you have to now show tax returns where you could have had an automatic approval if those addresses would have matched. It's things like that that I really wanted to bring to the business owners to make financing a lot easier. Since then, uh, it has grown into software and analytics and algorithms and all the science behind it, but it's still the same same thing and the same purpose, which is to help bring capital to the business owner, to help make it accessible, to help prevent the mistakes. Business owners are ultimately too busy to have to become an expert in that area too. And that's what we're here for. I love it. I had no idea about any of this. And, you know, I mean, I've been able to start smaller companies and, and create these side hustles and been around business owners like my whole life. But I had no idea the difference that, you know, business credit was versus personal credit and all the different factors that played in. So when you and I met, I just started going through this whole, you know, credit suite, finance suite program that you guys have been able to put together. And I was blown away at the difference in approvals, at the difference in amounts of credit I was able to get, and then changing it to be able to really finance the business based on the business assets versus me personally. And I was like, man, this is crazy. This is such an amazing tool that could be game changing. I mean, I, I do a lot with real estate. I do a lot with, you know, just vending machines and rental properties and all this sort of stuff. And, you know, I now, because of this program, I've gotten tens of thousands of dollars to help run my business. I've been able to get, you know, over $20,000 with Home Depot that is not attached to my personal uh, mm-hmm. social security number. And that literally is game changing. You, you mentioned, you know, being there for those business owners through the recession and, and being there and showing up. And you really have created a company that does that. I mean, you, I believe, are the solution where many people have tried or, you know, dabbled in certain areas, but you have solved this crazy equation that so many people are seeking answers to. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Wealth Reliance Podcast. Please tune in tomorrow to hear the final part of this episode with Megan Christensen, COO of Credit Suite. Make sure to also subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. It really does mean more than you know. Share it with somebody looking to build business credit or grow their business. And uh, make sure to go out and infuse hope to those in need by teaching correct principles that lead to result-driven action. Are you ready to learn how you can take your life and your business to the next level? Learn how you can create side income? and have different assets pay for your life and your lifestyle. Tune in next week to the Wealth Reliance Podcast. This is Dave Deal signing out. Thank you so much and have a great week.